Welcome to another edition of the Music City Drive-In. I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, we are going to tackle the Fast and the Furious teaser trailer. We're also going to share our thoughts on Bad Boys for Life. And then we're also going to talk about the decade, the best of decade voting results. As always, I am joined by my partner, Jacob. How are you, sir? I'm a little cold, but I'm good. Yeah, it's exciting to be back. It's been a hectic, crazy couple weeks for me. I just got back from the Senior Bowl. Uh, which was a fun, fascinating week, and it's kind of really put me behind preparing for that, leaving for that, and now we're finally back together. So I'm excited to talk some movies. There's actually a good movie that got released in January after so many duds, Jacob. It was a really rough start mm-hmm. to the year. It's uh, Yeah, it's been a rough start, and I know there's still a few. I still need to see The Turning. Um, I mean, for me right now, I've already got two one-star movies, and I think last year I did three total. And so it's not looking like a good start for 2020. But, you know, we've got one today that, you know, not perfect, but it was it was a good it was a good little switch up from just what's been released so far. Yeah, it, it did its part, and that's what I was kind of looking forward to. February doesn't look exactly promising i mean rhythm section which comes out this weekend kind of looks okay of course we have the birds of prey coming out in a couple weeks we've got fantasy island sonic the hedgehog um gretel and i think fantasy island's gonna be pretty good yeah fantasy island does look pretty good the photograph looks intriguing um you know we've got a couple decent potential good movies coming out you know obviously we'll it'll depend on um you know what we think of them. I mean, see, honestly, I'm kind of February. Kind of always, kind of maybe has a sleep or two. I think Sonic has a potential to be very good. I'm kind of looking forward to that. Birds of Prey looks okay. Um, if it's, I think it could be good, but I also think that Birds of Prey has a chance to being absolutely awful. So I really want, for the sake of it, to be a multi-million, hundred million dollar movie, just for the sake of the, you know, making more movies like this um, with these characters. But at the same time. Do you agree with me that it has a chance to just be awful, right? Oh yeah, no, I I I strongly agree. Um, you know, I think I think DC's best thing to do is when they try to go a little more lighthearted. But as we see in, you know, some of the other films, you know, some of their better films like Shazam, um, Wonder Woman, like DC still kind of needs that a little bit. And this one, it just. I don't know. I, did, I wasn't a big fan of the last trailer. Of course, we did the reaction on the pod, but um, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I hope so. I hope it's good. It looks fun, but it doesn't look promising. I agree 100%. All right, Jacob, let's go ahead and dive right in to the Fast and the Furious trailer. Um, we are moving on to the trailer reaction segment brought to you by NashvilleNoise.com, all genre music, entertainment, and lifestyle online publication, bringing you everything that's making noise in Nashville. Folks, we are going to do a trailer reaction to the one and only 7,000th installment of the Fast and the Furious franchise. Jacob, are you ready? I am ready to go. Before we start, I want to say that I had no clue that this trailer was out, so there's that. (laughs) And three, two, and one. Driver, six inch extension. Oh, what a cute Vin Diesel kid. Dominic Toretto's got a kid. Aww. Things change now that I'm a father. I can't live my life a quarter mile at a time anymore. I'll always be in your heart. 
Michelle Rodriguez looks different. I have a gift for you. Your daddy gave me this. No, I'm gonna give it to you. It's for protection from what's coming. Oh no. Oh, that's that's. Oh, oh, that was the that was the teaser trailer. Yeah, oh, that was the whole thing. That was. There, there have not there haven't been that many trailers released so. Um, I need your collective yeah. thoughts on the Fast and the Furious movies in general. I don't think we've ever talked about these movies ever. I remember seeing the first couple, and I saw I saw like one, three, and eight. I'm pretty sure. Um, the other few I've sat in I've sat with it playing, and I just have not paid attention. Um, I don't know the Fast. I mean, I'm not. You know, I, I'm vocal about this. I'm not a huge action guy, um, and I don't know. Fast and Furious has never really intrigued me. This uh, this trailer, though, I mean, this trailer is intriguing because I think when they do their best is when they get down to that kind of human story of, uh, you know, family and whatever, even though it's getting way overplayed in the Fast and Furious uh, franchise. However, I think, you know, this trailer looks very low-key, family-oriented. And then I think in the full trailer Friday, they're going to be shot off into space. And, and so <laughs> that's the only, that seems to be where the Fast and the Furious movies are going. That's the only thing that we haven't touched base on yet in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Look, I was a huge fan of the first one. I think the first one is still I, yeah, a I, phenomenal I film. And then just somewhere lost in the whole entire shuffle, we went from Street Racers to superheroes in a matter of a couple of movies and don't get me wrong i still i've seen all eight i've seen them all uh, tokyo drift is single-handedly one of the worst movies of any franchise ever it's terrible um <laughs> it really is bad but there's some good ones in the, in the in the franchise obviously the first one with the rock was fantastic i think that's fast five i think that was really good six was pretty good seven was i think the swan song to paul walker which was okay and then last year la the Fast and Furious 8 was just okay. It's going to be interesting to see what they do without The Rock being in it, obviously, because mm -hmm. now, you know, he went on and did Hobbs and Shaw, which made everybody mad and blah, 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 blah. But you're right. If they go back to the roots of what made their film so good, which was the first one, which was based on family, it was I about mean, street it, racing. Wasn't, what, wasn't the first one about, like, a stolen radio or something? Like, just something so small? And now they're like having to de to de uh, defend the country. Um, I don't think it was over a stolen radio. Um, uh, not that I remember. I could be wrong, folks. If you're listening to this, prove one of us wrong here. All right. Um, but I do remember what made the first one so good. It was a, a family <laughs> a family film with some street racing to it. Obviously, with you know Paul Walker trying to bring them down within the family and stuff like that. But for me, it was. A very good film. If they get back to the roots of being grounded and not, and not trying to save the planet, jumping out of planes with uh, tanks, you know, Michael Bay style with some sparklers behind them and stuff like that. They just got too far over the top and got away from what made them so good. And to be honest with you, you're right. I mean, outside of this, the supplemental looking at it, I, I'm hopeful I hope it, but you're right. I think on Friday the trailer is just going to be like, oh, well, we gave you this teaser about family, but 
The entire world's coming after Vin Diesel. They're looking for him. And then Thanos is going to jump in out of nowhere, snap his fingers, and then all the cars are going to disappear. Something like that's going to happen, Jacob. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, tell- I'm telling you. They're going to they're gonna come for him, and they're going to say, all right, the only way for you to hide is going to the moon. And they're going to car race on the moon. I 1,000% agree. And actually, talking about great movies with cars in them, we're going to transition into our Bad Boys for Life review. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording and hosting. And distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. And ridiculously easy to use. And now... Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. And that means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if, all, if you've always wanted to start a podcast making money to do it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I cannot wait to hear your podcast. All right, folks, it's time for us to break down our Bad Boys for Life review. It's not going to be, look, it's not very spoiler, spoiler, spoilery. Is that even a word? I'm making up words on the podcast. Spoilery. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. I was going to start it over, but you know what? Who cares? Um, all right, Jacob, what were some of your thoughts just right off the back about the movie? Yeah, I mean, um, just what we said about Fast and the Furious, about getting back to that kind of human aspect of it. This was the first Bad Boys movie where I, I actually like cared about the characters and not just caring about, you know, Will Smith for being Will Smith or care about Martin Lawrence for being Martin Lawrence. Like I actually cared about, you know, everyone around them as well. I cared about all of Ammo. Um, you know, the jokes hit, uh, the action sequences seemed fine. You know, they, they didn't seem like they were doing too much. And I think one big proponent of all of that that we see in another movie called Bumblebee that ties these two movies together is getting rid of Michael Bay. And I think that's the best thing that bad boys did for itself. Um, because when you, I mean, when you strip it down like this, I knew everything was going to happen. What happened? I mean, the twist that came at the end, um, you know, that's, it made me wish that this was what Gemini was Gemini man was Oh, um, but yeah, I mean, it just, it seemed a lot more rooted and grounded and for being a uh, bad boys movie, it just, it honestly, it didn't blow me away, but it surprised me. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. So I said in my review about this film, I said 2019 was the, was the return of Eddie Murphy. 2020 is the return of the Will Smith that we all love. The one yep. thing that really popped off the, right off the bat. So, so, so it's, Short story here is, I watched one and two, um, the week the week of leading up to Bad Boys coming out, and and I forgot how great Bad Boys one really was. It was a phenomenal film, and then two was two's really good. Two's really good. It just was a little bit more over the top and crazy, which was okay. It was kind of like the birth of Michael Bay and all of his fizzy fireworks in the background. But the one thing that stood out to me the most was the writing in this film. I never in a thousand years thought I'd ever say that after watching Bad Boys, a Bad Boys movie. But Mike Lowry has always been that arrogant, cocky, just, he thought he was the be-all, end-all. And, and you know what? I even said this in my review. He really was, you know what I mean? He was the shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, so he was mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean? 
But in this, yeah. but in this movie, we saw some character development that you don't see typically in an action comedy style movie of this sequence. And Mike Lowry, as a collective whole, was very likable. He's very raw. He's very down to earth. And the other thing that I really loved about this is, you see two guys having so much fun. Martin Lawrence and Will mm-hmm. Smith. They haven't made the movie together in 17 years almost. And these guys reunited like they've never missed a beat. It was beautiful. It was love. I just, I loved everything about them, those two. And it was just so funny. Like, it was just so hilarious. Like, there were so many good one-liners. Like, I felt like I just needed to keep on writing them down. Like, it just, there's so many good ones. Like, even, like, the turn up, what are you, 20? You need to turn it off. Like, it was just, yeah. just so many good one-liners in the film that made it so enjoyable for me, Jacob. See, and I think I think what you just said there is what I really liked about this movie, and that's that um, it's that it's not, you know, the first the first and the second those are great like action films, but this one is really more about kind of getting older and trying to move past without uh, without trying to I can't think of the words right now, trying to kind of move on or stay in the past. And you know, you've got one guy, Martin Lawrence, who's wanting to retire. He's wanting to be done with his career as a cop. And then you've got um, Will Smith, who's thinks he's still the young guns, thinks he, uh, you know, can do this forever. And then of course, you know, I don't want to spoil it too much, but of course, when the thing happens and he realizes, you know, he is vulnerable, it's kind of like, oh, crap, like I've got to I really have to think about my life at this point. And so that's what I really did uh, appreciate about the writing was that they made it more um, more have have more layers than any other bad boys film I've seen. I agree. And they did a really good job of introducing new characters. And, and not shoving them down your face at the same time. Like, they didn't do a whole detail-oriented backstory in every single one, but you got enough mm-hmm. bits and pieces out of each character that you really enjoyed um, what they brought to the table. Like, it, it made the film that much more enjoyable because it's, it was not all about Smith and Lawrence, but at the same time, it was about Smith and Lawrence. You know what I mean? So it yeah. was very good how it transitioned from a Mike and Marcus show to a collective group trying to take down the you know the the big bad wolf at the end of the movie so that's what another yeah. thing that kind of stood out to me and i agree and it's i mean it's uh with um you know with the big i can't think of the character's name right now but with you know the big guy the guy who's been in you know hunger games and he was on viking and everything um you know with the whole therapy thing about how he doesn't want to kill anymore they didn't make that a huge aspect of it they just kind of said it and then waited and waited and waited and then the punchline come later on you know they set up jokes early on in the film that had payoffs later on that were just so funny i mean this film was so funny yeah i agree yeah, I agree 100%. That's You're right. I think his last name's Ludwig. But, you know, you had Hudgens, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nunes, Ludwig, and Melton. They were all fantastically added to this role. Um, it, it was just, for me, as a collective whole, the only thing I do, the only nitpick I had in this film, Jacob, was it was a hair too long. Um, mm-hmm, I agree. I felt like the ending just needed to get to where it was going and get there. You know what I mean? It took a little while mm-hmm. to get there. And that's my own, that's seriously literally my only nitpick of the film. Because it, it brought some action, it brought some comedy, it brought a great story together of, of 
what life is really all about. You know what I mean? It's about your friends, about your family. It's about when somebody calls you, are you there for that individual, no matter where you are in life? You know what I mean? And I really enjoyed that aspect, the family aspect of the film uh, as a collective whole. I, uh, Jacob, I settled for four out of five stars. It's the first really great film of the year. I was a little high. I almost went three and a half, but I went four just because of the thorough enjoyment of the film if i was basing it on enjoyment alone it was a five out of five because i was just entertained from start to finish jacob where did you settle in for your review uh for your ranking on this one so the first bad boys for me was a two was a two and a half the second one was a three this one is a three and a half out of five um each one has gone up and my actually the biggest nitpick i have of this is they wasted the four because the Bad Boys 4 has been announced, and so they can't do Bad Boys you know, 4 with the number 4 life. But, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, they've gotten better each time, and I'm excited to kind of see where this goes. Um, I mean, there's so much to love about this movie, the writing, the acting. It, like you said, it's the first time Will Smith seems like he's had fun in a while, and it's his first uh, certified fresh movie on Rotten Tomatoes in like 15 years. <laughs> and... Um, the score, oh my, the score was really great also. I agree 100%. Um, like, it, between the score and then the music itself, it was just, it was a lot of fun. It made, it brought, it always brings extra layers to it. Because even if you think back to the original ones, like, the music was always the jam. <clears throat> I agree. And so, yeah, so I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. And I, it was a good switch up from the one out of five star movies that has been released so far. I totally agree. All right, Jacob, we've got some results in for our best of decade bracket showdown. Go ahead and give the millions of fans out there listening that voted on our poll the results. Okay. So with a final of 53.3% to 46.7, A Star is Born beat Honey Boy. Uh, 75% to 25% into the Spider-Verse beat Silver Linings Playbook. 68% to 32%, 8th grade beat the town. 78% to 21%, uh, the social network beat Roma. 55.6% to 44.4%, the Wolf of Wall Street beat 1917. And I think that might have been our closest, uh, our closest one. Um, Birdman lost to Parasite, 73.1% to 26.9%. Prisoners... Uh, edged out La La Land 51.9% to 48.1%. And finally, Nocturnal Animals beat Chronicle 52.2% to 47.8%. So that means going up on the voting this week, we've got A Star is Born versus The Social Network, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse versus 8th Grade, Nocturnal Animals versus Wolf of Wall Street, and Prisoners versus Parasite. The poll will be up later tonight and it will be a week long just like the last one so make sure you guys go out and vote share it um and try to get me at least one uh <laughs> team in the final four all right so before we dive into these other matchups i'm gonna i've got a couple bones to pick with the audience audience members here okay first off y'all disrespected silver linings playbook by letting it get manslaughtered that really hurt my feelings. I just want to throw it out there. We had one, two, 
we had we had two really three solid close races within you know three points of each other. Um, I'm also disappointed in you guys for how bad you let eighth grade destroy the town. That hurt my heart as well. That that was that was a good that was a good one. That, I like that one. That I like both of those. Well, obviously you like both of these because these are the ones that they that really hurt my feelings. You guys really let Chronicle get too many votes. Okay, fifty-two to forty-eight was just. There was times where I was like, what are you talking about? And then the last one I'm going to talk about right now is, look, I love Prisoners, but the fact that you let it beat La La Land, I am disappointed in the 52% of you that voted for this movie. I'm disappointed, okay? Very the, uh, disappointed right now. My Honestly, my biggest disappointment is A Star is Born Beating Honey Boy. Um, that one hurts. Uh, it hurts my heart a lot. Um, Roma got absolutely destroyed, which oh, very happy with that. It was going up against a going up against a powerhouse in the social network, so I guess it makes sense. Nineteen seventeen, I really thought it was going to pull through right at the end, but uh, you know, Twitter's kind of been hating on nineteen seventeen recently. Uh, Birdman got destroyed, which you know it is Parasite, I get it, but that one still hurt. Um, but yeah, so Ricky has three films left he has or he has five films left sorry he has nocturnal animals parasite wolf of wall street the social network and a star is born and i have spider-man into the spider-verse eighth grade and prisoners left in the bracket so i am this is the one thing that i have to say okay i love prisoners and i wish it was in a different matchup this week because it's taking on parasite and i'm not sure it's going to stand a chance i hope it's get get some good votes and i hope it's competitive but i really wish prisoners would have faced any other i would have been okay with with prisoners being your movie that carries you to the next level the one i'm interested in the most um to be honest with you is your matchup you have spider-man into the spider-verse versus eighth grade i think it's going to be a highly competitive matchup on twitter i think i think both have big time fan bases and it's going to be interesting mm -hmm. to see I think it's going to be a close one. I really do think that's going to be a close matchup. Yeah, I think that was going to be a close one. Uh, um, I think that might actually be the only real close one out of the four. Um, I honestly, I love Prisoners. I don't have much faith in Prisoners beating <laughs> Parasite. You guys can surprise me, and I would love that, but I don't have much faith in that. Um, Wolf of Wall Street should take it over Nocturnal Animals pretty easily. I think so too. And the social network should take it over as Stars Born. But, you know, I mean, stranger things have happened. So I'm excited to put these up and to get a, to start keeping up with the results and endlessly retweet and quote tweet and do whatever I can to get more people to vote and see how it is come a week from now. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. I think that, I think in the near future, Jacob and I have been talking about potentially maybe doing these every once in a while or maybe even every month maybe we need to come up there's so many bracket showdowns that we can uh -huh. come up with that i could i think that could be fun and creative for us to do that would really just kind of include you guys that's a goal our goal is not just to have a good podcast talk all things and stuff like that but we want to entertain you guys we want to include you guys and we want to make sure that when we're talking you know you guys are talking with us you guys are on the same page with us because you know, we love films, and if you're listening to this, we know you love films as well. And that, that to me, is what the the big thing for me is, is exciting. And, and I love to talk movies. I know Jacob does too. And I really loved whooping his ass this week. So let's keep it up, guys. Uh, I just ask, you know, just let 
one of his movies win this week. Let it be the matchup he has going against each himself. Yeah, that's going to be my out. one that's going to drive me to the finish line. Yeah, no, it's not because neither one of those movies are better than any of the movies that were mentioned from my side. Even if they were, I wouldn't admit to it on, on this show right now because I want to win. <laughs> but, um, Jacob, it's it's been a blast getting back into talking movies. It's kind of a slow part of the year, which is why we want to make it fun for all of you guys. Obviously, we are 12 days away from the Oscars. Um, you know, Jacob, to kind of short talk about it, we've really seen... It's gonna, It looks like it's going to be kind of a cupcake... Oscars, you know, the director and I think Best Picture, I think we, I think those are either going to go to Parasite, 1917, I don't think they're going to get both, they normally like to share the love, so I think one's going to get the one and one's going to get the other, and it looks like all the rest of the categories are kind of cookie cutter, which is kind of disappointing, don't you agree? Oh yeah, no, I agree, um, you know, Ricky and I will, we'll do a podcast about the whole Oscar race and everything uh, upcoming, but just, you know, some quick thoughts, I mean, it it makes me kind of appreciate last year a little more because last year was absolutely insane, but it was so much fun. Like looking back on it, like I I was pulling my hair out with a lot of the winners, but I was a lot more intri- like interested and intrigued than I am this year. I mean, this year it seems like I'm shooting to have like 90, 95% um, of my predictions correct and that's just because it seems so straightforward um i think best actress i think renee zellweger might have a chance to be upset um but i think she's the only one i think she has the uh if anyone's if any of the actors are going to get upset i think she has the biggest chance of being upset um but then yeah director um adapted screenplay uh picture and uh, original screenplay. I mean, all those are really kind of up for grabs at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just seems so. It seems so cookie cutter and just so straightforward this year that um, it just there's there, it it lacks the excitement that it's it's actually needing. I agree a hundred percent. It kind of just is. It's a little lackluster, and it's not necessarily a terrible thing per se, but it's it's. It kind of it kind of is what it is. I hope Renee Zell- I hope Renee Zellweger does lose. I, I just didn't love Judy as much as everybody else. But we'll talk about that on another podcast, folks. Do us a favor, head on over to geekvibesnation.com. Check out all the latest stuff that they got, all the content they come out. Follow them on Twitter at geekvibesnation. Follow at Nashville Noise. Follow Cotty as well at Cotty Howell. Follow Jacob at MCDI underscore Jacob. Follow myself at Ricky Valera underscore. Follow the pod at MCDI Pod. If you're listening on iTunes, folks, do us a favor. Click the subscribe button. Leave us the five-star review so we can kind of move up the rankings a little bit. And as always, we'll talk to you guys later. And remember to drive safe.